Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. I'm very happy to be here today for this episode titled The You in Relationship with Denise Onofre. Denise Onofre is the author of Your Relationship with You, How to Live Life by Your Rules. Known as the Relationship Strategist, Denise is the creator of the Connection Strategy for Couples, the Art and Science of Mastered Relationships, and the Connection Strategy for You programs. Denise is a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified sex therapist, and EMDR provider with a private practice in Denver, Colorado. Denise knows challenges arise in relationships. She helps create ease through strategy and know-how. Welcome, Denise. Hello, hello, hello to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to be here with you. So I met you at the eWomen Platinum event uh, last February. Mm -hmm. And I just, I know we connected right away and I had so much appreciation for you because you, you knew that I was going to be going back and writing my book. And I got a phone call from you one day out of the blue, just Uh offering your support. It was so sweet. I just Uh appreciate people who kind of go and reach out to connect that way. So thank thank you you for that. And it's great to be with you here today. You too. I'm excited to have you here and to hear more about your book and how Mm -hmm. you came to be doing what you're doing, your story. Why don't you just start by telling us about you? So I got started um, in in the in writing my book um, because I am well, I'm a relationship expert, right? And I find that um, of course relationships are one of the most important facets of our life. So I sat down to write a relationship book, and uh, what I know to be true professionally is that no relationship um, is going to be the quality that we want or deserve until we have the quality of a relationship with ourselves that we want and deserve. So I sat down to actually write what will turn out to be my second book. Mm. My my first book is all about the relationship we have with ourselves. So it's even, it's sort of even um, outside the scope of, um, what would naturally make sense in a very linear way of looking at relationships. I'm a relationship therapist. I should write a relationship book. But the truth is I had to sort of um, reverse engineer and write sincerely what I know to be true professionally and personally. And it just all starts with us long before anything else. Yeah, that's so true. And often we don't realize that until much later in life because we're, Mm -hmm. or I, I guess the community I grew up in, that wasn't really spoken of, you know, we're taught to be confident and go out and do things, but to really Mm -hmm. accept ourselves and go within and how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. We're generally not taught that. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah, I feel one of the basic foundational pieces that I talk about with every human I interact with. So I'll, I'll 
I'll say it here too, with these (laughs) humans I'm interacting with, understanding and being able to articulate what we really feel and what needs we need based on those feelings is the fundamental lessons that wasn't taught in my generation. I was born in the 70s, raised on the 80s, right? Um, And it just wasn't a piece of how I grew up. How do you feel and what is that feeling telling you that you need is, is, is from zero to 99, we will probably need that foundational piece. Mm -hmm. And often we're not raised, I think, or society doesn't kind of teach us to honor our feelings or how do, how do we honor other people's feelings and Mm -hmm. emotions and just wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Dating heads when really all the good stuff is like in our gut, in our heart, in our essence or our soul, whatever it is to you, that's where the good stuff is. I'm wondering how you came into relationship with yourself. Can you speak a little bit of your personal story? Yeah. Um, I struggled really, really hard and I think privately for the most part. Um, I think there were a few uh, people in my life that understood um, the depths of my personal struggle, um, a profound loneliness that I'm not sure how to describe beyond that. Hmm. Um, and I think it was sort of in the depths of that and, um, and almost like the secrecy and the privacy of that, that I, that I discovered my own voice because Everywhere you go, there you are. No matter how deep and dark it goes, you're there. And um, I, I almost feel like in some ways in talking about the book and talking about the work that I do, um, it's kind of like a, a version of my coming out story. You know, that it's, I did not have this right all along. My relationship with myself sucked, mm. frankly. It, yeah. it wasn't healthy. It wasn't what I deserved or wanted. Um, and it certainly wasn't aligned with who I really am. I was so outside of integrity, my own personal integrity, I think. Um, but you know what? I got up every day and I served the best I could and I did the best I could. And Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure anyone would have known in the moment, but I wonder if after hearing this, they might go, oh yeah, she, she did kind of shift about five years ago. And I, I would say it took well into my adult, adulthood to really shift into the relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It was about that, about, I would say about six years ago when I started just choosing to be okay with me. It was yeah. a, just a moment when I got out of the shower one day. I'm like, you know what? I've got kids who love me and a husband. I'm just going to start accepting myself for whatever and not yep. be like trying to change myself or making myself wrong or anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just the tip of the iceberg, you know, then then it's like, oh, then it's not just this, the shallow skin surfacey stuff. Then we got to start going deeper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, a, a lot of, a lot of things unfolded perfectly and it was definitely from my version of a rock bottom. Everyone's is different, but I definitely, in my life would say hit my own personal one two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 
the bounce back that's so exhilarating, right? Like you can (laughs) hit a rock bottom and sit there or you can bounce off of it. And it's been an exhilarating process. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd like to know about a few things that we had talked the other day about enhancing emotional health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And I know you've written in your book about uh, emotion identification and how mm-hmm. that um, translates into expressing your own needs. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, for myself personally, that became really important in my marriage. Mm-hmm. I remember one night at dinner when for the first time I could communicate what I needed and I cried and, and I let it out instead of holding it in and getting yeah and quiet and so I would love for you to expand on that and absolutely so the foundational piece of everything I do with every client and almost really every human that I work with in one way or another even if it's like you know I'm the person on an airplane that is told everything by the person next to me you know I'm a receiver of information so I even try to fit it in there if I can Um, So I have two resources that just make this process easier. So the first thing I use with everyone is an emotions word list. And it's so elementary sounding, but it is um, a tool that just leverages um, our own vocabulary. So it's my belief that we are very, very limited in being able to express how we feel. There's a surfacey level that's like, I'm good, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I'm busy. There's that level. Um, and then there, there's one level a little bit deeper that's like, I'm sad, I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm excited, I'm um, content. We might share those with intimate people in our lives, um, but we don't have that many of them. And then in the relationship with ourselves, this is where it starts, in order to bring this skill from the relationship with ourselves level to our intimate people, to maybe everyday life is sort of my dream. Using the emotions word list helps you articulate more uh, more precisely how you actually feel. I'm anxious, but on that word list, it may actually... um, just uh, scanning the word list, it will jump out to me. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm anxious because I actually feel inadequate at what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm anxious because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I know that's not an emotion, but it's something to share. Like my vulnerability comes out of an unfiltered, tired, exhausted self. Yeah. Um, so that list, um, I encourage everyone to have, and it's my dream to have them on all the refrigerators around the world, right? So that mm-hmm. kids are learning vocabulary, that, that's emotion vocabulary. So basically, call up a feeling and then look at the list to more accurately identify the word that you called up. I'm happy. Okay, cool. But is there a word on the list, a synonym for happy, that more accurately identifies your level of happiness to communicate to another person. So simple, sounds almost unnecessary, Yeah, um, but it's the most necessary tool in all of my practice. And then the needs list, once you can identify your emotion, the needs list has no system to it. It's, it's really just broken up into some basic human needs um, and you get to decide It's your call. It's your rules. When I feel this way in this moment, what I really need is this. 
And the words are just on there so we don't have to scramble in our very busy brains for what it is that I actually need. Mm-hmm. They're listed right there for you. And sometimes it's That's just right. food and water. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's like food and water. That's food so and water. True. <laughs> I need fun. I need music. I need play. I need movement. I need sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what do you, what do you need? It's sometimes that's more of a frustrating question because my brain can't come up with it mm-hmm. because whatever emotion I'm feeling is flooding out the other thinking. So the needs list just, it's just a uh, word recall really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Denise, I love that because Thank I think you. it'd be so powerful if everyone could go to that emotional depth within themselves mm-hmm. and then be able to articulate it to the people they're in relationship mm-hmm. with. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You, to- you just totally inspired me to get that out and use that with my children. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would love to be able to raise them uh, able to express their mm-hmm. feelings and what they need. Cause I, I can call out circumstances where I'm like, yep, that would have been a value two nights ago when my son was frustrated on a bike ride and he really mm-hmm. He actually probably should have had a snack before we went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I'm very, I know it was because he was hungry and dinner was in the mm-hmm. oven at home and yep. he needed something. Yeah. yeah, totally. And he was too flooded. And in one of my chapters in my book, I, um, I explain how we're all just tall babies, right? So your son is just a taller baby. You're an even taller <laughs> baby, but he's overwhelmed with the frustration and the hunger and the blah, blah, blah his brain is flooded. He can't come up with, Hey mom, you know what? I'd like a snack. And, you know, instead yeah. he just, he, he is a tall baby and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So if your listeners want to go to my website and Rachel, you had said, I want to, I'd like to pull that out and work uh, with my kids on that. You can uh, download and print out from my website, um, both the emotions word list and the needs list. Um, and that is www.myrelationshipstrategist.com. If that doesn't stick in anyone's memory, they can grab my first and last name, maybe from the description and my web, my, my website that'll lead you there too. Um, is just my name, deniseonafree.com. Okay, perfect. And we'll have that yeah. in the description of the, the podcast too. Cool. Oh, right on. So this would be a good place to take a commercial. So let's uh, take a break and we'll have more with Denise when we return. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. I'm speaking with Denise Onifre, author of Your Relationship with You, How to Live Life by Your Rules. I'd like to talk a little bit more about emotional health and ways that we can enhance our emotional health. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So once we have um, the need 
emotions word list or anything like that that's going to help you enhance your emotional identification and your needs identification, um, it's really important to be able to slow down and get quiet so that we can hear what our gut actually has to say. So I was saying earlier, um, in the first segment, sometimes it's hard when someone says, so what do you, what do you need, Rachel? Um, or what do you need, little guy on your bike um, mm-hmm. who's thrown, thrown his own little fit or just, you know, unhappy or cranky or whatever? Um, it's important to be able to take pause and hear what the, our gut answer is. So I always tell people everything from the neck up is really great for balancing your checkbook. And everything from the neck down, our heart, our soul, our essence, our gut reactions are good for balancing everything else. Mm -hmm. And so in my book, I talk about at least everyone, everyone has at least one minute a day to sit in quiet. And for anyone who's scoffing at the one minute of quiet, because that's how big and full their lives feel, they need two minutes. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Being able to hear your gut is, that's all we have, right? Yeah, A balanced checkbook. It is. A balanced Mm -hmm. checkbook has its own time and place and value, but the balance and the beauty of hearing our own gut in that quiet is really important. Yeah. I know for me personally, my life changed when I started doing a still silent meditation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I started reading about personal growth and everything said meditation I was like it finally it was permission for me to stop and pause and be still you know because we I think generally in our society there's so much pressure to do 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 and more and dinner and laundry and just it's so constant that Mm -hmm. we can find something to do Mm -hmm. Stop and really uh, know that there's healing that happens in stillness and our ability to feel our emotions and our ability to uh, follow our own gut and intuition gets enhanced in that space. It's very powerful. Absolutely. It is. Our culture does not support what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, so we're kind of in a, in a way we're, we're writing our own rules right here. We're bucking that system because our mm-hmm. culture it wants us to find a more efficient use of our time always. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what about a more quote unquote efficient use of our lives? Yeah. Like like what are we even doing here? And if we're never listening to ourselves, we're never going to find out. Mm -hmm. And if the adults can't do it, we're not raising kids that can do it either. Nope. And I I just see that living in the city. There's just this, uh, people are very proud of their busyness. And the constant. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I, I'll be the first, maybe not the first, but at least the first <laughs> that I'm aware of to say, maybe that's not the best way. You know, I know for me, I left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exhausted. I was burned out and I kept forcing and doing. And that yep. led to me being sick regularly and detained mm-hmm. and not wanting to do what mm-hmm. I was setting out to do. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. walking through mud, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Molasses. <laughs> Molasses with a mud cloak on us. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more fun to be light and at ease and to allow us to be guided in every moment instead of constantly needing to figure it out. Yeah. And overanalyzing. 
So oftentimes there's two things that go on um, with emotions and needs. When we aren't articulating our needs and our, our emotions and the coordinating needs well to ourselves and others, they go unmet. Also, I mean, it's, that's simple math. But also, if we don't even know what we need or have the safety of relationships to ask for what we need, that, that, that becomes sort of a plaque, like a plaque in our hearts, on our teeth, right? But this is like a, a plaque in our essence, our soul, our, our, our juju that connects to other people. It kind of, a plaque builds when we aren't uh, meeting our emotional needs, um, our basic needs really too. So we tune out because that buildup is so uncomfortable and heavy that we kind of just throw our hands in the air and we start to tune out and we start to tune out without even consciously recognizing it. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about earlier, um, I call it ings in the book, I-N-G. So okay. it's busying, it's Facebooking, it's, it's over shopping, it's over planning, any ing, we have our own ings. Mm-hmm. And not all of them are sort of culturally undesirable, right? Right. Right. Busying ourselves is rewarded. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I are going to start to change that, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So those ings are just really magnifying the, the resentment and the, the, um, and the pain of not having our needs met. So it's, it goes back to that foundational piece. And I'm like a broken record when our emotional needs and our emotions aren't articulated, there's a buildup and it doesn't feel good. And we are sort of going through the motions, not feeling good, but not knowing why. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of unconsciously move into this ing kind of chapter of our experience. And the ings just perpetuate the distraction and the drain. When if you just get back to those basics of the emotions word list, in the needs list or something like it that works for you mm-hmm. and sitting, sitting in that quiet and then stepping forward into really what the truth is. The truth is I don't want to be on this bike ride. I actually just want a snack. Right. And however yeah. that plays out <laughs> in adult relationships, right. Right. Jeez, sometimes as an adult, I don't want to be on the bike ride. I just want a snack. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> um, but Maybe I'm on the bike ride because one of my ings is people pleasing mm-hmm. or perfecting, right? We're all doing these things. Yeah. And the truth is within healthy moderation, just about everything is okay, right? If right. You're, um, outside of healthy moderation, we all have those things that we need to maybe look at. And sometimes moderation is just talked about around like drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like, are you even cleaning your house too much? And, and some people are laughing like, yeah, right, Denise. But are, <laughs> you, are you planning and primping too much? Are you worrying too much? Mm-hmm. Is, worry, is worry your drain and your distraction from what you really feel and what you really need? Yeah. And the, vulner, the vulnerability of asking for it. I know for me, exercise was one of the things, exercising, because I taught group fitness. And so that's a good thing, right? That's good for our bodies and go work out and all of that. But then once I started really tuning into my 
myself and my body and feeling more guided to what my body needs, I found myself doing less exercise, you know, and slowing down, Mm -hmm. going going for walks when, you know, 20 years ago, I would have insisted I had to go for a run because that was Mm -hmm. exercise and that's good. And, um, Mm -hmm. and then even it's changed from group fitness with the loud music. So music Mm -hmm. and like, if I would go outside and go for run loud music playing, and now I have no music most of the time Mm. and just being, it was mm-hmm. me and noticing the beauty of nature around me instead of just running right past it all. Yeah, that's a great example. That's my own it's, personal ing. Yeah. <laughs> <My> ing shift. <laughs> yeah, totally. An ing shift. I like that. It's sort of like um, the old rule was if you're going to get some exercise, you better really exercise and it better be intense for it to count. Yep. In an hour. And, you know, instead of valuing uh-huh. 20 minutes, you know. Yeah. And yeah. listening to your body, who wants to not do an hour? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what a metaphor for entrepreneurs, too. Like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be, you know, full speed ahead, full throttle. I'm going to do mm-hmm. it loud and proud and intense. And it's not sustainable. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So now why don't you speak a bit about living by your own rules? Tell us what you mean by that. Well, I think that, um, well, I know that we are all raised um, with a certain set of rules uh, about about what it's supposed to be like. So it can be what it's supposed to be like in your education, your finances, Uh, What is supposed to be like uh, based on your gender? What it's supposed to be like based on where you live in the world? Um, What it's supposed to be like, you name it, Um, lots of rules. I mean, even down Mm -hmm. to we live by the rules of um, a food pyramid. And supposedly there's some rule about having to make your bed every day. And these are examples (laughs) that aren't necessarily true for everyone. And I remember in your book, you talked about growing up, getting a career, you know, going to school, get Mm -hmm. a career, get married, have children, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of progression that we, uh, we ascribe to very often. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, when I followed those rules that pretty decent rules, you know, I came by them honestly by good people. Um, they weren't actually for me though. Um, but I didn't know there was any, any other way. And I had to buck the system. I had to um, struggle immensely to kind of break out of the cocoon of those rules mm-hmm. that just weren't intended for me. And once I could start writing my own rules and understand that this path um, was mine and mine alone, that's when I became successful in ways that really mattered to me, mm-hmm. you know, not, not in the, maybe our cultural's their culture's definition of success, but I just started living my life and it, it was letting go of the side of the pool and letting go of the rules that weren't intended for me. There was a lot of pain for me in not fulfilling the rule of becoming a mother. I mourned it for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, that rule wasn't for me. If it was for me, I'd have children right now. Right. Um, 
I was following it because that was the pathway to being what I thought was a pathway to being a real woman. Mm. I don't have children, but I'm as much a woman today as I was 20 years ago. Right. It was the pain and following a rule that wasn't intended for me that really propelled me out of the cocoon. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I think um, to dovetail off of that, holy cow, the rules that like your role as a mother and the rules that, co- that supposedly come with that role mm-hmm. is, is tough. There's a, there's a yogurt commercial about, yeah, I'm breastfeeding my kid in the park. Yeah. <laughs> my, my kid's having yogurt for dinner because that was the best I could do. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's this wonderful example of these moms breaking the rules supposed rules and being freed by that being liberated by making their own rules yeah oh that's cool that's out there I haven't seen that commercial it's great it's worth a google or a youtube search yeah cool I'll check it out yeah I guess for me as a mother um, it was one of those things I just always knew and and then the opportunity was there with my husband and that was the path Mm -hmm. and then I would say being a mother was my greatest uh, catalyst for my own personal growth because mm. I was, I was waking up and I was like, here, I've got everything I've ever wanted. My, mm. you know, my degree, a husband, a cute dog. And then we had a couple of kids and, and then I was like, why am I not waking up out of bed joyful? Like I could put a smile mm. on my face and get through the day. It was fine. But I, I surely looked forward to getting the kids into bed at night when I could have mm-hmm. some time and, um, it propelled me into looking deeper into what I was feeling and going into my emotion identification and mm-hmm. realizing that I had to work on me. It wasn't about what well, my husband, you know, what he was triggering or my kids, you know, feeling overwhelmed or frustrated. I started realizing that all of those triggers and emotions were my stuff to look at and it wasn't mm-hmm. about anybody else. That's right. That's right. And think about not being able to share um, that, that, you know, I have everything I ever wanted down, you know, I've got the picket fence and the dog and the, and, oh crap, I, I kind of followed this path and I don't know who to tell that I'm still not, I'm not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. When, unless we can get really deep with that core with someone we might hear, oh, just be grateful. People have less. Oh, you're never happy. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, just Mm -hmm. that dismissive stuff. But when you can articulate it as beautifully as you just did, it's like, yeah, I mean, here's the truth. I didn't make it that my kids should make me happier, that my husband's not husband enough or whatever. It's me. I gotta, Mm -hmm. I gotta do some work with me. Yeah. And that, that works a privilege, I think. Yeah, it's very powerful to really take full responsibility of uh, ourselves and our emotions and owning our triggers and um, being willing to heal it and own it and not make it about anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. powerful. Yep. So anything else about living by your own rules? Oh, 
it's liberating, it's whole, and I know there are some rules we have to follow, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but don't follow all of them unexamined. Oh, I like Ex- that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And go, go sit in stillness with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and feel it. Absolutely. I mean, our conversation is being witnessed um, by thousands of ears out there, right? And we're stirring it up in them. And now it's time, maybe even for both of us, when we get off of our call, um, to sit in that and get really honest about what rules we're going to challenge at any cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Denise, it's been so wonderful to connect with you. You too. Thank you. You Thank did you. mention your website. Uh, if any listeners would like to connect with you, what would be the best way for them to do that or to, yeah, ab- to get your book? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can head to my website, myrelationshipstrategist.com or deniseonafree.com. It's, it's the same website, really, okay. um, whichever is the easiest to remember. Um, and there you'll find, I'm on there somewhere, I just can't remember off the top of my mind, a Let's Connect. So email okay. me. Um, Email would be the greatest way to hear from each of you. I invite each of you to download the emotions word list and the needs list from my homepage. Um, And then also um, my book, it's on Amazon. And there's also a link to Amazon for my website, or you can just hop on Amazon and uh, do a search for your relationship with you, how to live life by your rules. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Thanks for offering your emotions and needs list. I hope our listeners go check that out. I want them on every refrigerator around the world, folks. Yeah. So help me reach my goal. <laughs> I'll do that today. I promise. <laughs> yes. And if you need Thank some you, stillness, Rachel. you're welcome, Denise. Thank you. If you're ready for some more stillness in your life, I have an app called Rachel App. It, well, it's, you can get it at rachelapp.com. And it has a free meditation timer in there. So if you have one minute, you need some stillness. It's a silent, you know, it's intended for silent, still meditation. You can set it for one minute or if you have 20 or 30 minutes, go for that. Um, It also has an option where you can subscribe to more features and you can get more information about that on the website. And I also have a free gift. It's called Rachel's Nine Happiness and Healing Essentials. You can get that at my website, www.drrachelw.com. And it has several of my favorite tools for healing and transformation into radiance. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.